Rob is a podcast in the roads of survivor second chance is made possible in part by our listeners who have become patrons of Rob has a podcast to find out more about the benefits of becoming an RHAP patron. Visit us on our website at Rob slash patron election 2015, the road to survivor second chances. All right, we are back. This is Rob Sisternino and we have another one of our survivor second chance interviews lined up somebody that I've never spoken to before on the podcast, but he's joining us here for the first time. One of the 16 men vying for 10 spots, trying to get into survivor second chance from survivor Pearl islands. Please welcome uh, Mr. Andrew Savage. Savage, are you there? Yes, I am here, Robin. I uh, just want to thank you for having me on your podcast. Okay. I appreciate it. Savage. Can you believe this? After all this time, here you are back in the mix to get one of these spots. It's almost like now the shoe is on the other foot. Uh, you're, you're on the, one of the outcasts, one of the misfits trying to get back into the game. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I uh, answer your question. No, I can't believe it. I wake up in the morning and I have to look at the list again. And, and it's a dream come true. It's 12 years ago. I was on the show. I never really thought I'd get another, another chance. So this is, this is a dream. And you're one of these guys that your name has been like floating around there in the ether of somebody that they're going to bring back. How, how many times had you had, I don't even want to say a close call, but even like just like conversations with CBS of, all right, are you available? Could you potentially be on this season? Yeah, I was, try, I was trying to remember and I would say at least three or four. Three or so four. a couple of times I went and actually got the shots to, uh, <laughs> get, to get ready and then it just fell apart. So, and, and, do all you guys, are you inoculated? Are you just ready to, ready to go and you'll be there? And then if the, and then if they punch your ticket, then you're just gone. Uh, that, that's the way it plays out. Yeah. You're oh bulletproof God. and you're just waiting for that call. And, and then it doesn't, doesn't come. And there's some, some dark days to follow. <laughs> Worst case scenario, free inoculations, right? No <laughs> malaria funny, I, for you this summer or no malaria. Know, they don't inoculate for it, but whatever, whatever they give you shots for. Exactly. I tried to donate blood a while ago and they looked at me and they said, you should be in the hospital, dude. You've got dengue fever. You got hepatitis A, B and C. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm a, I feel good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, would love to talk with you a little bit about your, uh, first game that we've never really gotten to have a uh, chance to talk about that, uh, refresh some people's minds and maybe, uh, let some people know why they should be voting for you to uh, come back. But first, uh, real quick, what's the uh, the sales pitch that you've been giving to people as to why they should vote for Savage to come back? Yeah, so there's two things for me. So the outcast twist, you know, for the super fans, they do remember it was one of the most controversial twists in the history of Survivor. And and, and it, it broke my heart, right? I was having my own personal adventure of a lifetime. The outcast twist happened. It was against the entire fabric, the foundation of Survivor. And, and so my adventure of a lifetime died within, within two days and it totally ripped my heart out. And I've been reliving that every week for the last 12 years. So one pitch that I have that comes from the heart and it's, and, and it's very true is that I have, you know, I'm a, a mature guy, reasonably intelligent guy, and I'm not over it. I am not over it. And, and I, I have deep rooted, uh, unfinished business. And, and the only way for me to rid myself of this torment, if you will, is to get back in the island and to pour my heart and soul into the game that all of us love. And, and, and the fans deserve that, right? One of the greatest shows in the history of television and certainly the greatest fan base. And I, and, and I just want to pour that into the, into the game uh, that I love, 12 years of pent-up frustration and, and torment. So that's, that's the first thing. And the, for the folks that don't remember my season, I do tell them 
uh, for good or bad, is that on day one, my, my tribe said, Sandwich, you want you to be the leader. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we, right out of the gate, lost the first five challenges, right? So we absolutely sucked. And you remember watching it, Rob. Mm-hmm. And, and that was on me as the leader of the tribe. And then what we did is we put together what I believe is the greatest comeback in the history of Survivor. A rally. We, a rally. We rallied under extremely difficult conditions, and we evened it uh, five Morgans to five Drakes, and, and it was incredibly difficult. And we did it in, a, in an unusual way in the sense that we, the five Morgans, as we call ourselves, legitimately loved each other. We were family, and we, we persevered against a, a very dominant tribe, the Drake tribe. And, and I was the leader of the tribe, and I spearheaded that, that rally, that comeback. And I think that's, that's noteworthy, uh, the greatest comeback in the history of Survivor. Now, it all was, uh, didn't, play, didn't uh, end very well in terms of the merge and, and, and my ouster and then Rhino and so forth. But uh, that's what I tell folks. Okay, let's talk about the outcast twist. And just to set the stage here, okay, you guys merge or you guys are getting ready to merge. It's what day 19, I guess, is when, you know, Survivor traditionally merges. It's five Morgans, five Drakes. The Drakes were on this this real this really great run, but they decide to throw one of the challenges. But in doing so, they sort of lose all their momentum and they get rid of Burton, who's one of their best challenge players. You guys rally and even it up to five, five. And then in comes the first six players who were voted out of the game. First time ever we're going to see in Survivor history where there's a three tribe setup here for a challenge. And the setup is basically if either of you guys lose to the outcasts in this challenge, then you guys have to vote somebody out and the outcast will vote somebody in. And if the outcast beat both tribes, they will vote two people back into the game. First, can you just take us through your reaction when you first saw it, not knowing that it was ultimately going to lead to where you get voted out of the game? Just your first impressions on what had happened. My, my first impression standing there when the six outcast folks come, come uh, swaggering back in was uh, no effing way. Honestly, I just, it was, and you know, Rob, you've been there twice. When you pour your heart and soul into the game, we hadn't eaten for three days. We were literally killing ourselves to even the score five, five, thinking a merge is coming with a nice white tablecloth uh, feast and, and to see those guys come back in with, with freshly laundered clothes. Right. And they look like they'd eaten pretty well in the last two weeks. It was jaw dropping. And I looked at probes and just sneered at him. And I, and, and I thought to myself, this can't be real. This is not survivor. This is not uh, the foundation on which one of the greatest shows in the history of television was built. And, and uh, it was just, uh, disbelief. Now, there's been other times in Survivor history in in more recent seasons where they've had this idea of Redemption Island. Do you find Redemption Island as offensive as what happened with the Outcasts? No, I don't. I think Redemption Island is an interesting twist uh, in the game, and, and it's largely because you know it's there. You're told beforehand. If we were told beforehand that look, when you're going to vote somebody out, they're going to form a tribe called the Outcasts. Uh, tribe and they're going to get a chance to get back in the game if they kick your butt in a at tr- a challenge. That's completely different. Transparency and you know, old school Survivor. You vote somebody out, their torch is snuffed. They're they're they walk out of of that tribal council, and the folks that voted for them just sneer at them. They don't if they're not on the jury. You're like, see ya. Don't have to worry about you. And uh, I have absolutely you know clear conscience. You're gone. And, and that's not the case. So Redemption Island, I don't have any problem with that. Outcast twist. Look, I love the twists and turns, uh, the unpredictable twists with Survivor. That's what makes it a great game. Unfortunately, the outcast twist bit me in the butt, and that's, that's unfortunate. And, uh, 
Yeah. I think you make a fair point, though, about the idea of voting somebody out that you think that they're gone. Because in the pre-merge game of Survivor, you can be a little more like loosey-goosey with how you get rid of some of these people because you're not going to see them again, as opposed to after the merge and when you get to the jury phase that these people are coming back to vote for you. I know certainly in my own game in the Amazon, I burned a couple of people on the way out in the pre-merge game, uh, specifically the first guy that we kicked off. I would not have loved to have seen him come back into the game <laughs> and I would have treated him a little bit differently in terms of, you know, promising him he was good before he goes out the door. If I thought there was a chance he was going to be coming back. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, and you know, pre-jury, pre-merge game is brutal. When you when you vote somebody out, it's, you know, sayonara, and I could care less if I ever see you again. And that's just the nature, that's the nature of the game. And uh, so it, it just it just adds this this wild twist and element when you got an outcast twist. And I don't know how you recover from that. I don't. When you, when, when you let somebody back in the game, and it was just completely unfortunate for those that don't recall the outcast twist that you had Lil and Burton and they put their hand in this jar to pull out a buff and it's either a Drake or Morgan buff and, and Lil pulls out a Morgan buff and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. If it would, if it would have been Burton and uh, you know, Burton's a buddy of mine. We, we've talked this all through. If he would have come over the Morgan's completely different game. Yeah. So here so. comes Lil and she comes back into the game. Mm -hmm. Now Lil had, you know, uh, been, she had bonded with skinny Ryan, who was also out of the game at that point. Um, <laughs> and she was of course the, uh, the scout master. I think everybody remembers Lil and you had said to Lil, uh, about the vote <laughs> that you were going to get back to her. Yes. And you so, ultimately didn't. So let's, I want to clear this up. This is, it amazes me, all the fun things that happen on Survivor Pearl Islands. And this is the one that sticks in a lot of memories. So, so as you know, uh, about 5% of what actually happens on a season of Survivor sure. hits, hits the airways, right? So there's all this other stuff that happens, the great stuff. So what happened, and, 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 and this is absolutely true, and it's true because Lil has admitted this in all of her exit interviews. So what happened when we're packing up to go to tribal council is Lil, who tended to the fire, she was great work ethic around camp. She put a bunch of firewood under this tree and said, Savage, I know I'm going home. And I put the firewood over here. So if it rains, which it did every night, it won't get wet. And when you come back from tribal, you can, you can start a fire. I hugged her. I said, Lil, thank you so much. Very thoughtful. I said, this is not personal. I have to go with my alliance. Personally, I did not want to vote you out, but I got to go with the numbers in my alliance. She hugged me again and we went off to tribal. And uh, right before tribal, when, right before we walk up to tribal, I hugged her again. And, and so then she gets voted out. And then you see the scene uh, where she votes me out. And, she, and I said, well, you let me know. And she says, remember when I asked you to let me know? Remember. And said, that's a great. <laughs> she says, uh, yeah, great Andrew, person. you said, you said you were going to let me know. You didn't let me know. Dude, you're maybe, scaring me. So maybe, sounds, sounds just like her. Maybe I'll vote for you to come back, but maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmares. Uh, you know. Nightmares. So when she said that to me, I, I, in my mind, I was going, have you lost your mind? We had that whole conversation on the island. And then the camera cuts away from me where it doesn't capture where I'm like, well, what, you know, what are you talking about? I told you you're going home. You knew you were going home. And in the exit interviews, so it's television, right? So they want to cut the, the show that creates the greatest drama. And, but the reality is that never happened. I okay. actually, I actually told her. So you told her and she had what she forgot at that other point in, after the merge. I don't know if she forgot. I, you know, she's a little crazy. I will tell you. I don't know if you've spoken to Lil. What's going on out here? <laughs> I have to remember everything. Yeah. And she was having a tough time mentally. So I don't know if she just forgot or she had selective memory or, uh, 
whatever it was, but, okay. but sh- she did know. Now, I know that there's a lot of the uh, people who were super fans of the show. And I think that um, m- many people, when they watched the show, sympathized with Skinny Ryan. And they yes. said, okay, well, he was a super fan of the show. I'm a super fan of the show. And there's been so much talk about super fans of the show, especially in this most recent season of Survivor. And some people felt like uh, the, that Skinny Ryan got picked on. Yep. Uh, and it was unfair that Skinny Ryan, who was like wanted to with every fiber of his being stay in the game. And then there's Austin who was the opposite of that, where it was like, he was looked like he was going to be a dominant physical player, but he didn't have any heart. Whereas skinny Ryan was the opposite. He had heart, but didn't have anything to give in the challenges. Uh, you guys decided to, uh, keep, uh, OT instead of, uh, skinny Ryan and ultimately Lil, um, do you still do you still feel uh, the same way about that? That you know there was no chance it was ever going to work with Skinny Ryan. Well, yes, and then I'll tell you why, Rob. So, so Skinny Ryan, a nice kid. He was a nice kid, and the reason that we voted him out was honestly because his health was at risk. So Pearl Islands were brutal conditions, mm-hmm. and he would lie in the shelter honestly for eighteen hours, and and just. It looked like he's on his deathbed. He couldn't even get up. He would say he's so weak. Uh, so I was legitimately c- concerned about this this really nice kid. And I think, honestly, yes, he was a super fan of the show and knew every minute of every second of every prior season. But physically and mentally, I don't think he was up for the actual challenges, the, 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 the physical and mental challenges of the Pearl Island season. And I was legitimately mm-hmm. concerned about he him. He had There's, some bad moments in some of those challenges. Yeah, he almost drowned in in eight feet of water in one of those challenges and and you know there's and, and i've taken a lot of flack you know i think you're really mean to skinny ryan yeah. folks have told me and the only potentially mean thing that i ever said to skinny ryan was that tribal probes asked me point blank did everyone pull their weight in the cannon challenge very first challenge pulling the cannon through the jungle and about halfway through skinny ryan just quit he he was out of gas and he wasn't pulling so probes asked me the question and I called out Skinny Ryan and I was completely honest. And I said, mm-hmm. no, actually Skinny Ryan uh, quit. And, he, and, and I don't know if he could have pulled the cannon any further. I think he was completely out of gas. But when probes ask you a question of tribal, I'm going to tell the truth. Now, was that mean? It was the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. And other than that, I was not ever mean to Skinny Ryan. He was a, a nice kid. I was legitimately concerned about his physical well-being. I never really understood the uh, casting decision for Skinny Ryan because I, I know that they've cast lots of people on the show that have been sort of like, you know, not athletic and, and myself uh, probably at the top of that list of people who they put on the show who, you know, are, have no idea what they're doing in any of these physical things. But usually they have like a big personality like a Cochrane or some of the, some of these other characters. But Skinny Ryan really, I mean, I don't think he says anything that's really funny in the time that he's there. He doesn't seem like he's going to play like a villain. Do you have any sort of insight into what they were going for with Skinny Ryan? I, I, I have a, an anecdote for you that, that I learned once I was voted out and I spoke to Skinny Ryan. He was a, a, uh, he was a backup member of the, of the, the cast. Yeah. And, he, and he was called literally 24 hours before we were uh, to fly to Miami to go to the Pearl Islands. So I was told that the, the original person that was cast to be on Pearl Islands was, uh, had some legal trouble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. And I think 
SCG or CBS discovered something and, and Skinny Ryan was their backup and they called him okay. right away. You know, something that just, just came up. Yeah. So. With all due respect to Skinny Ryan, I just never was able to get my head around why ultimately yep. that he was, he was on the show. I think they, I, I'm sure they wanted him to be a big personality, but he doesn't show you anything ever in any of his scenes where, you know, you see that, you know, uh, really, you know, exciting personality come out. Yeah, and the one, the one thing that he told me, Skinny Ryan told me after I was voted out, which I wish he would have told me on day one, he said, Savage, you know, because we had two Ryans on our tribe. So I called one Skinny Ryan, the other one's Rhino for Ryan Oprey. Right. And afterwards, like a week after I was voted out, he came up to me and he said, you know, Savage, I, re- I, I really am offended by the, the nickname Skinny Ryan. I'm oh. just kind of, I'm kind of sensitive to that. And I said, dude, why didn't you tell me on day one? I never would have called you Skinny Ryan. We'd come up with some other name. But I said it, I called him Skinny Ryan the whole time and he never told me that. And so I, I felt really badly about that. Okay. Uh, does anybody keep in touch with Skinny Ryan? No idea. I have no idea. Now, I bet he's one guy I've never heard any update on him ever. I think I saw him at the Survivor All-Stars finale. I think that's the last I've ever heard anything about uh, Skinny Ryan. Um, so l- let's go back to uh, to you and this. Uh, okay. You guys are five strong at the mer- at heading into the merge. And now here comes, you know, Lil is coming is coming back. And you guys have to vote uh, somebody off before that tribal council or before you ultimately see that Lil is going to come back and you guys vote off Austin and or I'm sorry, Austin is going to is going to quit the game. Could you just t- talk about that? Because that was very, uh, very controversial at the time. And it was such a big deal. Oh, my God. Austin, somebody quit Survivor. Can you believe it? And now people quit Survivor, you know, left and right. Now, they don't even like bat an eyelash. Somebody's going to quit Survivor. You have two people quitting the same episode. You know, no big deal. But at the time, what was that like to be with the first person ever quit Survivor? Well, I'll tell you, so uh, OT and I became very close friends on, on the show. And, and uh, so I'll tell you, honestly, Rob, it ripped my heart out. And, I've, and I'm good friends with OT. And I, I, he knows this, that it absolutely ripped my heart out that, that he would quit. And especially when I, fairly early in the game, and you see this a couple episodes in, where Austin just tells me and Tawana that he's going to quit. And I, st- I started laughing. I'm like, what, what do you mean you're going to quit? You, the survivor, you can't quit. What are you going to, you know, shoot up a flare and have a helicopter come medevac you out? You can't quit. So we rallied him every couple of days. And here's what was going on with OT. OT had three staph infections. So he was a bodybuilder, right? Losing two pounds uh, of weight every day, no protein. And he had three staph infections, which were very threatening to his health. And, and also at the end of the day, mentally, the, the, the game just wore him down and he was ready to go. And uh, so what yeah, that did sick. to me is yeah, he, he, he was sick and he got the crap kicked out of him, honestly, mentally he was and physically. stupid that he sold his clothes on the first day and then he was in his underwear for the entire time. Yeah, that wasn't very good. <laughs> that was bad, wasn't bad he's planning. Really, he's really worked up like the first day and he's like running around and then he's like so excited, but he sold his clothes. <laughs> uh, if he keeps his suit, uh, if he keeps his clothes, he might be okay. Yeah, I was warm at night with my Armani suit and uh, OT should have had his suit with him. But think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Would you go into the game with a suit again? <laughs> I would. I absolutely would. Yeah, it's not a bad, first off, one, it's, it's stylish. It's a, it's a nice look to have, but it's, a, you know, it's nice to have a jacket also, right? It is. It is. And especially uh, at nighttime, if it's dry, that's nice PJs and yeah. uh, you sleep like a baby. I think they'll put you out there in a, in a, in a suit again. Like, have, have you picked out wardrobe that you're going to wear to this Survivor finale? Yes. I mean, you know, you know, the drill yes. wardrobe was selected quite a while ago. Okay. So 
All right. Yep. So, all right. We'll, we'll be looking to see uh, what the wardrobe choice is going to be. Okay. So you guys have to get rid of Austin at that point. Okay. And now here's, and then here's a Lil, and you are not happy to see Lil and you want to, no. you want to vote her out right away. But unfortunately, not only is she back, she has immunity. She has immunity. And that was when you asked me the other earlier question, what was going through my mind when the outcast uh, <laughs> kind of sauntered back on, on, on that beach for that challenge. And it was jaw dropping to me and it was so jaw dropping. And I was trying to process it because we had so little food that I didn't hear probes saying, by the way, the two of you that get voted in, if they beat both of you uh, depressed tribes, uh, get immunity for the first tribal. I didn't hear that. So we get back to my tribe and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just beside myself. I'm absolutely erupting. I can't remember being that incensed and furious. And then, and I say, you know, F these people, whoever they come back, I don't care who they are. They're out the first tribal. And then Rhino informs me, well, that's not really going to happen. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> that just put a little more kerosene on the fire that was brewing in my, in my heart. Okay. I want to talk to you about something that I think was very intriguing that I would have loved to have seen play out. And again, and again Survivor uh, Pearl Islands, I, I think in my mind, it's one of the best Survivor seasons of all time. And I know you, I know that, uh, you know, you get a raw deal there. But uh, overall, it's such a uh, I think it's really one of one of the best, best seasons that there is of Survivor. Um, there's this interplay between you and Rupert that ends up happening. And also, you know, Rupert plays four times, but Rupert's never better than he is in Survivor Pearl Islands. And I think that maybe the best that Rupert ever plays in the entire four games that he plays, I think is some of the interactions that happen with you guys where there's a little bit of a flirtation between Rupert and the Morgan tribe. And he comes over and you guys get to kidnap him after a challenge. It's the, it's the fourth episode. You guys bring Rupert over and then he teaches you guys how to, how to fish and everything. And, and, <laughs> And, and there's like a real like flirtation of, well, maybe Rupert, it will come with us at the merge. And then there's a scene where you guys go and you guys have to loot them. And, and you and Rupert have this scene about how it's diplomacy. And, you, you know, Rupert says to you like, uh, you could take this much rice, but you got I'll give you this much and, and that'll be good. Right. That's right. And, and it's and it seems to me now we know how it's going to work out for Rupert. It's not going to go good for for him either. Yep. Do you think. Potentially, if there wasn't an outcast twist and you guys just merged at 10, would you guys have been able to seduce Rupert into voting with the Morgans? I think, first of all, that uh, Rupert and I developed a pretty strong bond and mutual respect on Pearl Islands. You know, he was a horse, just a beast in challenges, a uh, great provider for his tribe. And, and, and I had uh, great respect for him. And, and we had some really good conversation. I had also had a lot of respect for what he did outside the game before Survivor, right? Mentoring troubled teens. Mm. That was, that's very commendable. So we developed a, 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 a strong bond. So without the outcast twist, I absolutely think uh, when it's a, an individual game, I think that uh, I think tribal lines would have smeared a little bit. And I could totally see bonding and forming alliances uh, definitely with Rupert and, and certainly not with Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> How would that have gone though? Because that, you know, let's just take, you know, Burton and Lil out of this. They're gone. They're still yep. gone. You guys come into the merge at 10. I mean, do you feel like does the Drake tribe still target you if it was going to be headed towards this uh, five, five stalemate? You guys end up voting for Johnny Fairplay first <laughs> vote after yep. the merge, which was again, a smart decision, but is it just going to go to some sort of like tie break via rocks like we saw in, Sur no. in Survivor South no. Pacific? What would happen? 
Yeah, that'd be tragic. I, I hate the stupid pull the rock thing. But anyway, so here's how it would have played out. And we actually, you know, a bunch of survivors from Pearl Islands got together and said, what about uh, without the outcast was how would that have played out? And so remember, you remember Sean Cohen was still uh, on the Drake tribe My and guess. Sean Sean hated the Drakes. And he told us that uh, after the show, of course, that he would have given anything to been on our tribe. And, and he said uh, at the merge, he would he was dying for the merge to happen without the outcast twist so that he would have come over. We would have had six. They would have had four. We would have picked him off. So that's how it would have played out as far as I can tell without the outcast twist. Wow. Yeah, it would have been dramatically different. Uh, and you know, would so you we, 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 Rupert we, into that or Rupert just would have been part of the picking off all of the Drake people? So I, I would have uh, taken care of uh, the piss at fair play, first of mm-hmm. all. And then, and then, you know, Rupert would have given him a shot at, at breaking into to our alliance. And it's hard to speculate, but I thought the world would That would be a bad move at that point because then Rupert's going to have a lot of friends on that jury. Well, but here's the thing. I'm not going to take Rupert that far, right? But he was providing for the, he, he was catching, you know, 10 fish a day. So just <laughs> string them along, make them final six, final five, so that we get big fat bellies and then cut them loose. Okay. I want to ask you about something that sure. Survivor Wikia is, you know, my go-to source on a lot of the research that I have on the show. And one of the things it says on your page on the Survivor Wikia is that in the unaired mutiny in this season, Andrew scared the Drake tribe from mutinying by outright declaring that they would be voted out, meaning no one flipped tribes. Was there an unaired mutiny that you shut down? No, I have no idea what that's referring okay. to. All right. <laughs> okay, somebody needs to update the Survivor Wiki. Uh, that's and, interesting. Would you have said if, if somebody from the Drake tribe wanted to switch to your tribe that you would vote them out? No, that's, that's stupid. Why would I do that? Yeah. I mean, you'd hurt their numbers. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, no. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be smart to do that, but, uh, <laughs> but not to say it, but just to do it and say like, oh, please, I'm like, oh, welcome aboard and then vote people out. Okay. Yeah. So you, you mentioned Johnny Fairplay. You have no, no love for Johnny Fairplay? In the game, no. Outside the game. Outside the uh, game. You, yeah, you outside. Like yeah, I do. Okay. So, but you played a very straight up game, I think, in Survivor Pearl Islands. W- would you go back into the game with a v- with a very similar approach, or did going out, you know, at, around the time that you did, open your eyes to maybe that you want to be playing? Uh, I, I don't want to say more aggressively, but but maybe you know, keep all your options open this time. Yeah, in other words, be flexible. Uh, if I'm fortunate enough to get the second chance, I'll be more flexible. And the reality was with Pearl Islands, I didn't have to play the game, right? There was never a hint on the Morgan tribe that I was going to get voted out. There just wasn't. We had the numbers, uh, and then we had the uh, the rally, and we had the great winning streak. No one was ever going to vote me out. I didn't have to play a game at all. It just, it just didn't happen. And then the merge happened, and Lil, and all that nonsense. So on a go forward basis, absolutely uh, be more flexible and 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 uh, be more vigilant and dil- uh, diligent in terms of uh, mental gameplay. The decision to get naked in the first challenge. Uh, could you just talk us through what you guys are thinking on that? <laughs> sure. Uh, not my proudest moment. So, uh, you know, Austin, as I said, was losing two pounds a day, big bodybuilder. And he had these Abercrombie and Fitch boxer shorts and they kept falling down when we we're building our shelter. And he pulled me aside. He said, Savage, what am I going to do? I know there are all these physical challenges are coming up and it's, it's uh, horrible. It's embarrassing when my boxers fall down. So I pulled Rhino over and I said, look, dude, 
if that happens in a physical challenge, take them off, put them around your neck so you don't lose them. And Rhino and I will do the same. So you're not the only idiot uh, naked in a challenge. And we did it because it's our alliance and, and we felt for the guy. So, you know, it, it, and I'll tell, you another, I'll tell you another funny story if you want that, that no one has ever heard. We would love that. All right. So here we go. So uh, anyway, we, we get naked. We lose by one foot. It's r- ridiculous. So we go to tribal. Mark Burnett is there. He comes over to me and uh, he said, Savage, you're leader of the tribe, right? I said, yes. Yes, sir. And he said, getting naked in the first episode, that's really aggressive and you created some great trauma. I said, oh, well, thank you. And he said, don't effing ever do that again. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and he, and, and Rob, he, he was about I believe one, it. I believe he, it. he was about one inch from my nose. And I said, trust me, sir, we'll never do that again. Yeah. Was he mad that he has to blur everything? Is that what it is? Yeah, maybe the mosaicing. I don't know. I, I just, you know, yeah. he's a red-blooded man. He, he, you know, when when Jenna and the other one when they well, get naked, that's one. That's one thing. That's my two. season. The Amazon that's right. that comes right before you guys. Was there any sort of like, hey, the girls got naked? Oh uh, let's, why don't we get naked? It'll be great. No, and that's honestly that's not the way I'm wired. I, I'm not going <laughs> to get it. Not going to get attention by getting naked. There was a strategy there, and and there was compassion for. Uh, one of my tribe mates and it had nothing to do with drawing attention to us. But, uh, now this is, would be a potentially long layoff for you between seasons. Okay. So you guys go film this probably where you guys were, I went right, right after my season finished airing. So you know what, like June, 2003 is when you guys are playing. Uh, here it is now it's 2015, 12 year layoff in between. Yes. The game has evolved a lot and in the game has moved faster and faster and faster. Do you feel like you are up to the, the new faster pace of the game? I do a couple of things. So, so from what I'm a big fan of the show. So what I've seen, uh, kind of the, the, the new survivor is it's the old school survivor on steroids, right? So the, the, the game strategy is just unbelievably aggressive and it starts from the moment you set foot on the Island, on the beach. And, and you'd have to be aware of that. And and then you have to be super aggressive with uh, hidden immunity idols and all that stuff. So from a mental standpoint, uh, I am ready for that because I'm aware of it. I'm aware that the the strategizing and alliances and hidden immunity idols, all that's happening at warp speed. And, uh, and then physically, I just wanted to mention I'm actually a heck of a lot fitter. uh, How is that possible? Savage. Well, I'll I'll tell you why, because this is my dream. 12 years I've been living with this torment. And, and I got a call a month ago or six weeks ago, whenever it was. And, and I've convinced myself for good or bad, that I'm on that island. I'm on the. I'm, I'm going to be voted on. Now I could very well be one of the the the, the six that uh, get completely depressed and, and for the next six months I don't get on the show. But for me mentally, I'm convinced uh, I'm going to be on the show. I'm going to be on season 31. And and the reason I do that is because it lets me physically get fit and mm-hmm. and, and my fitness routine and and mentally to prepare myself. And if I am not voted on, then I'll have to deal with that emotionally but uh, right now i'm i'm my bags are packed i'm like frankly on the plane going to a remote location 
you know, there's a lot of guys in the mix here that are sort of like in in your demo. I feel like uh, yes. I, I feel like specifically uh, Terry and Brad. I feel like are both guys who I think uh, are similar to your profile. Uh, in terms of age, you know, you could throw uh, Jeff and Shane in the mix, and even even Keith and Troyzan. Um, yep. Do you do you like this uh, this idea of guys that are out there that are either potentially similar to yourself and even similar to yourself in age? I don't honestly, I don't mind it. I yeah. uh, I think it's a little little odd that they have so many in this kind of demographic, and and uh, so that strikes me as a little odd. Specifically, but what a, you and Terry, I feel like, are are very similar. Totally agree. Totally agree. I've got a lot of respect. I don't know Terry personally, but what he did on his season was incredible. And we were actually big fans and rooting for him. And I, you know, I think that um, from a fan standpoint, I would love to see a bunch of us get on the show and just go head to head. I'd love to go head to head with Terry or I'd love to have a, a strong alliance with him on, on, on our tribe and just kick the crap out of the other tribe and have a great run. Okay. Uh, what about some of these, uh, younger players that is there, uh, anything that's, you know, that you learned from like, you had like these younger guys with like Rhino and Austin and stuff like that. Do you feel like, is, is that a good fit for you? These younger guy players also? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm 51 years old. I, I, I feel like I'm 25 and until I look in the mirror. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, so I feel physically and mentally like I'm 25, 30 years old. And I know from a, physical standpoint that I can compete with those guys. And, 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 and then if you add, you know, the world experiences, the life experiences that I've had and, 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 you know, traveling around the world and, and, uh, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk with, with folks from every walk of life. I think that, uh, I think that that helps my game and, and, and to be able to relate to, you know, the rhinos and the Austins, the younger guys, uh, like Joe and, Mm -hmm. uh, like Wu and those guys. And, uh, have you reached out to anybody from the Pearl Islands for any advice about either the campaign or the game? I have not. I mean, a couple of the folks have reached out to me. Savage, what can you call? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I've spoken to everything. (laughs) I've played the game four times. (laughs) Uh, no, what I was saying, so you're, you're, you're well regarded as the the greatest survivor to ever play the game and not win. So I was going to ask your advice in terms of strategy and and your old school survivor (laughs) Uh, and your, your, I want to hear your advice from me. Well, um, you know, Step number one is got to be uh, get on the show. So, so uh, you know, make sure to uh, do not do not take a day off on this campaign. That's number that's number one. Get out Good. there, yep. get out there. Uh, really, you, gotta, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle like you're looking for uh, these immunity idols. Um, and then, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you, you got to adjust for the speed. But again, early on, I feel like if you are one, of, again, this is something I know nothing about like, of being sort of like a strong, you know, athletic guy at the start of the game. Like, I feel like I feel like you're good for a little bit. I mean, it's not like that, you know, athletic guys don't get voted off first. But I feel like if you're an asset in the challenges, I feel like, you know, and as long as you're not somebody who's like, like moving too, you know, too fast, too quick, like coming out of the gate being like, all right, you, 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 okay, this is what we're doing. This is us four. And then there ends up being like a counter initiative going for you. So I feel like if you just keep a low profile in the beginning, you know, do well in the challenges and just like get your feet under you. 
I feel like, and then, and then you got to figure out the rest on your own, but right, I feel right. like that, uh, just coming out of the gate, like don't, don't play too hard, too fast. First couple days, you know, keep, you know, keep your pants on in the challenges, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> sound just, advice, and, sound yeah, advice. And, and, you know, and make as many relationships as you can uh, when, when you're out there and then the rest, you know, you got to figure out on, on, on your own, but that's, you know, that should get you through the first, you know, six days, nine days uh, out there. Yeah, which is critical, as you know. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I wake up every morning and, and I have to pinch myself because honestly, this is a dream for me. I never thought I'd have the opportunity. So we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed. And when we're at the live show, hopefully Probst uh, shouts out my name. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a couple of questions here from the listeners sure. of the podcast. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to, uh, this is from Patrick layer who says, where do you rank the outcast twist among the worst twists in survivor history? Number one, number one, with, with, without a doubt, with a bullet. Yes. <laughs> with a shotgun. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jordan Kalish wants to know a lot of people, uh, talk about you are good friends with, uh, Jeff Probst. Is that true that you and Jeff have maintained a friendship over the years? That is correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh boy. What, uh, what sort of stuff do you get to do with, uh, with Jeff? I think all the other survivors are probably jealous that, uh, well, that you would, that, that, you know, Jeff, everybody wants Jeff to really like them. <laughs> yeah. I find that interesting. So look, I'm not, I'm not uh, super close. We're not, not BFF. Blood, blood, right. We're not BFS. We're not blood brothers, Just but F. Um, we, <laughs> we've hung out uh, a handful of times. So, I work at Yahoo and, and I had, uh, back in the day, a biweekly staff meeting in Santa Monica years ago. And so I would fly down. I live in Northern California. I'd fly down. And uh, if probes were around, we would go and have a glass of wine and grab some sushi. And just the thing with probes is, you know, he's, he's survivor all the time. And we never talk about survivor. You know, he's got an amazing life. He's got a wonderful wife and two kids and just like me. So we would talk about real life things. We'd never talk about survivors. So my, my relationship with probes is, is, is just a, a really cool, um, kind of loose friendship. That, so it's uh, a good, it's a good bro date, wine, sushi, no survivor yeah. talk. No, we'd never talk about okay. survivor. You know, back, you so know, that's back probably then. why he doesn't call me. Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing. Honestly, I was on 12 years ago. There's nothing to talk about for Survivor, right? I'm not. I'm not an all-star or anything. So, anyway, we uh, talked about life. Has working in tech influenced your campaign at all? Is it, are you, uh, you know, more in touch with, you know, a viral marketing or anything like that? Absolutely. So I, you know, I'm a uh, uh, technology internet information technology lawyer. So there's all sorts of things you can do uh, on the internet when it comes to viral marketing. And, and uh, so, yes, it has, it has influenced uh, my, my strategy, my campaigning, and, and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see uh, the level of influence and whether it's been a good thing or a bad thing on May 20th. Okay. Kimberly Howe says, do you have any regrets about the way that you treated Lil? And was there anything you could have done to make her align with you once she returned? Um, so when Lil comes back into the game, again, the other guys from the Drake tribe are very quick to get their hooks into yep. Lil. And you guys have this conversation right before the vote. Um, yep. And uh, it doesn't go great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not one of my more, more nurturing conversations. Yes. Yes. Uh, you, I actually have in, in my notes here uh, that conversation. It really, it really stood out to me the last time I watched the season that you yep. said to her, uh, did you, do you want to vote with the Morgans? And she says, uh, I don't know. 
And you said, it's important to us. And she said, well, you guys are ready to ditch me off again. And you said, what are you talking about? She said, the same people that voted me off. You can't tell me you'd put me before the other people. You guys would ditch me in a minute if I stayed at the Morgans. Yeah. So what would you have said if you had a do-over on that? Okay. Here if we I go. Had, Tribal yeah. council. Here we so go. So if why, I had a, why do if you want to talk to me, Andrew? <laughs> Honestly, if I had to do it over again, I would ignore Lil. I would have gone. Oh, you I would have gone. ignore me? Man, I wish I could ignore you. You're killing me. I'm going to have horrible <laughs> nightmares tonight, Rob. Savage, you're going <laughs> to ignore Lil. Well, what would you do then? Uh, I, I would actually go after uh, Rupert. So look, I'm all ears. Change, change strategy. I would. I would have gone after Rupert, and I probably would have sacrificed a couple folks on my tribe to uh, to form a, a a different alliance. That's what that's what the smart thing would have would have been to do i didn't have a lot of time look you know how the game oh, yeah. works i was pulled aside for an hour and a half side interview next thing i know uh the boats you got to get in the boat and go to tribal i had like literally 20 minutes to try to work some magic and it just wasn't enough time so hindsight is 2020 if i had to do over again i would have cut some i would have offered up a couple folks on my tribe grab uh a couple folks like like rupert and let him choose to i would have kept rhino we would have had uh a really super strong new new tribe and i i just lil was a scorned woman there's nothing i could have done i'll have no fear he'll have no fury like me yeah she was crazy and she wanted my head on a platter and she got it and uh there's nothing i could have done so i would have do it over again i would have ignored her and then and uh, gone with a, a different strategy. Okay, uh, um, are are you happy? Lil is not in the mix for Survivor Second Chance. Oh my goodness! Can I, yes, a thousand percent. So you know, I, I listened to Varner's podcast. Yes, <laughs> and he's talking about Kimmy and uh, kind of a similar thing. I, I think, yeah. Well, and then you know, multiply by ten. By ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a few a few more questions. Uh, wants to know. Uh, Phil Gorlay says, uh, "Why was Nicole the smart move for the first boot? I never understood why she went first. Uh, since she was athletic, I felt that she would have been a bit much better asset than Lil. Uh, is her going first uh, one of the downfalls of the Mo- the Morgan tribe? Yeah, that's one that also uh, stood out to me. Like, there's something going on. Like, she tried to get something going. Like, she said something to somebody that that was a lie or something like that. Is is that what happened with Nicole? Yeah." Though? Nicole was not the smart move. First one voted out. She was athletic. She was fiery. Tawana uh, caught Nick, uh, caught her in a lie, plain and simple. So she couldn't be trusted. And Tawana, we knew, uh, just a couple of days on the island, had a very strong bond with Austin and, uh, and was also very athletic. So, so do you get rid of Nicole, who uh, had no alliances and was... You know, she said many times she's either going to be the first one to vote her out or, or win the whole darn thing because she has no filter. She had no filter and she just said stupid stuff and, and admitted to lies. And, and at that point, you're trying to create a family, right? You're trying to create solidarity, people you can trust. And she was just kind of a cancer. And so I would have preferred to keep her because she would have been very valuable, kind of like Dara in Challenges. She's a really tough woman and athletic, but but she couldn't be trusted. And, and Tawana was absolutely insistent that she has to go. And then an OT said as well, and I was not going to step up and say, wait, let's, let's think about this. Cause you know, we may want to keep her. She's athletic. Right. It, it's just, it's not going to happen. Okay. Brendan Fitzpatrick wants to know, will Rhino be your loved one? Wow. Great question. So, uh, you should see my wife of, of 20 years. 
she's just the hottest, most wonderful woman in the history of the world. And so I'm she's my, her she, Skype icon. Cause that's how you're calling me. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, she's my loved one. And as a backup, um, I would consider Rhino. What He's, about Pelican Pete? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told Rhino the other day that, Hey, if Pelican Pete's out there, I'll tell him you said, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's Pelican Pete's family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, also, Brendan wants to know, have you hit up Sandra or Fairplay for any, I assume you're not going to call up Fairplay for any of us, but what about Sandra? The, who's uh, been a two-time winner of the show. Do you have any relationship with Sandra? Zero, zero relationship. I got a tweet from Fairplay yesterday with uh, a personal message with his phone number. Say, Hey, give me, give me a call Savage so we can talk. So I'm going to call him this week just to say, Hey. Okay. And, and what, what, what kind of advice do you think he's going to have? <laughs> He's going to have, it didn't go great for him the last time either. Yeah. Kind of a quitter. He's going to (laughs) have, he's going to have that jackass Johnny fair play advice. And, uh, that, that I'll just, it'll make me laugh and and, and reminisce about fair play in the game, the the pissant, and then I'll just kind of move on and we'll talk about something else. So he's in a different spot in his life right now. He's in a happy place with his, with his baby and his wife. Yeah, he's, that's right. He's okay. gotten over, you know, he's outlived the, uh, the Johnny Fairplay nonsense. All right. And last thing, uh, well, give us one last call to action. If somebody is sitting on the fence about why they should vote Savage back into the game. Yeah, I would say, look, the, the old school survivors, me in particular, so there are two things, right? The premise for the second chance uh, season is folks that were popular in, in their season that actually got screwed by the game. There's no greater... Uh, uh, controversial twist in the history of Survivor than the Outcast twist, and, and and it bit me in the butt. I was right in its crosshairs. So that's the first thing. The second thing, which I said earlier in the podcast, was that I got twelve years of pent up, sort of tormented anger and passion for this game that I just need to release. So put me on the show, put me back out there, and and it's going to come out, and it'll be really fun to watch. So I'm I'm going to be a beast in challenges, but I'm also going to be aggressive in terms of. Uh, the mental game, the gameplay and strategizing. So um, that's my pitch. All right. There you go. Andrew Savage is back in the mix here. If you want to vote for Andrew, you can vote for him one time a day with nine other people. And then you can go ahead and do that at cbs.com slash survivor second chance. Savage, really nice to talk to you. Yeah, good. To, thanks for having me on the podcast, Rob. I Very really, fun. really uh, you know, appreciate it. I like it. to reminisce about uh, all of these old seasons. Be uh, fun to see uh, what would happen in a second time around. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Do you have a hashtag or anything on social media that you're that you're using to? Uh, uh, I do. Uh, uh, Savage hashtag. It's uh, Survivor Savage. Survivor Savage. Boom. Yep. All right, uh, Savage. Uh, take care, buddy. All right. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, there you have it. That is Andrew Savage back here in the mix. It really has been forever. You've heard about Andrew Savage is going to potentially come back to the show. I mean, all the way back from, I think, I don't know if he was in the mix for the first All-Stars, but from Heroes versus, I'm sorry, Fans versus Favorites, uh, all the way through. You know, he's just a name that you always heard buzz about, and now here he is. And this is, I think, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe if they, if they can't figure out a way to get him in here, then uh, who knows if we'll ever see Andrew Savage on the show if this doesn't work out. But here he is. If you want to vote for him, you know how to do it. We've got so many more interviews coming up here on the podcast. Next up, we're going to stick to the plan and bring in Keith Nail. 
Nailed it. And so Keith Nail is going to be my next uh, interview here on the podcast. If you want to hear more about Survivor Pearl Islands, if uh, I've piqued your interest in uh, my discussions with Josh Wiggler about Survivor Pearl Islands, of course, you can hear that in Evolution of Strategy, Volume 1. That's available on our website at evolutionofstrategy.com. Very fun to uh, talk some Lil and Rupert with Savage here today. All right. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say in the comments. We will be back with Keith Nail coming up next. Bye.